0: cookies that are for you. Uh, Karen and I made them this uh, weekend, and it's just a way to practice receiving. Um, uh, it's sort of unusual even, you know, that you mean, we get something at church, and yeah, that's what this is, a way to practice. Now, if you're gluten-free, there are some chocolate chocolate cookies. If you're not gluten-free, you don't want the chocolate, chocolate cookies. But if you are, then you want the chocolate, chocolate. Just be sure to let the ushers know. They've got a few of those. And if you're low sugar, then uh, the low sugar, the the best ones for low sugar are the sugar cookies without the sugar on top. That's as low sugar as we we got um, with those. But there, uh, there's oatmeal raisin or chocolate chip, uh, whatever sugar cookies. You know, which whichever you want is a good way to practice receiving. You because know, we really receive well every day. You know, I mean, what did you have to do with the oxygen that uh, you're breathing today? You know, what what did you have to do even with you know your your heart pumping? You know, I didn't think about my heart pumping once today, until right now that I just started thinking about it. and uh, But I, I can't even control it, yet it's going. So all the things that we have, that we receive, is really important that we practice receiving because um, we don't receive well. I, I don't receive well at all. You know, I mean, last week when you, we came up here and everybody had put their wonderful thoughts on that long sheet of paper and, you know, our pictures were on there that you you did for Chappie and for Karen and for me. You know, it was just like, okay, let's get this over with, you know, as soon as we can because I, I don't receive well and I can't wait till Pastor Appreciation Month is over and we can take it down from the desk. But I do want you to know, this week, I practiced receiving. I sat there and tried to read every one of the things that you wrote I think I got them all but you know there are cattywampus in all different kinds of directions and uh, I think it's hard to do it in a logical, logical way but do you receive well you know some of you have the gift of receiving well I as, as I've been thinking about that um, with, for me in terms of receiving, the reason I don't receive well, even just in that moment so last Sunday and just this week, walking by it is sort of embarrassing. You know, because people then do things for you and you, I feel like I, I got to do something back, you know, or I don't deserve that. Or, or really, when, when push comes to shove, this is what it is it's that when, when you give to me, I'm not in control. That's really when I really sat down and thought about it and considered it. It's the one who gives has the power. And to receive is in a sense to relinquish power. And I like to be in control. (laughs) Maybe some of you do also. I certainly don't like to be powerless. You know, you can even think about it on Christmas, you know, when, when somebody comes at Christmas and brings you a gift, and you haven't, don't have for them a gift. Well, what's, what's your reaction? It's your reaction maybe is, is, is right and pure and beautiful. You might say, oh, how wonderful that you would bring me a gift, how much you affirm me. Thank you. And, and you respond and you just enjoy that gift. And, well, that's great. Glad that's how you respond. Because what I do is I start thinking about, oh, I didn't get them a gift. Oh, no. What do I need to do now? Do I have something that I can quickly wrap up, you know, and, and give to them and say, you know, I like you too. Yeah, but we... Some of us don't receive well. And yet, that... Is the way that we live in the kingdom of God. Receiving. God is the one that gives. God is the one with power. And we are powerless and receive from Him. That is the way of the kingdom. And if we don't learn to receive, if we don't respond to God by receiving, then we don't enter the kingdom of God. It's a pretty stark, strong statement, but that's what Jesus says. Um, Mark chapter 10 is where we'll, we'll be as we... Take this next step in this this journey of looking at two kingdoms. And and what we'll see as we look into this, that there is the way of the kingdom of this world that says, I give, you give, and we all win. You, You scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. That's the way of the kingdom of this world, whereas the kingdom of God's is God gives and we receive. That's the way of the kingdom of God. In Mark chapter 10, starting with verse 13, it's found on page 822 in your pew Bible. Um, let's, uh, Let's pray together. Gracious God, we ask that you would help us in this moment to continue to receive from you. To receive what is good. To receive your word. To receive your truth. Give us hands, ears, and a heart to receive from you. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. All right, uh, Mark chapter 10, starting with verse 13. There's a crowd around Jesus, and that's, uh, he's, um, as often the case, the, the center of this story, of this, these events. People were bringing little children to him, to Jesus in order that he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not, receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Yeah, look at uh, verse 14 and 15 uh, again. Look at what, what Jesus is saying about receiving like a, a child, like, like a baby. It's in the Luke, um, the, as Luke tells the story, he even says it, that it's people were bringing their infants there. You know, it's, so it's little children. You know, It's, it's infants. Um, anybody got an infant with them? No, he took full advantage of the nursery. Uh, smart move. That's why it's there. Smart move. But everyone here has seen a baby in their life. You never know. Seen a baby. You know what babies do. I mean, what do babies do? Nothing. Yeah. Cry. Eat. Sleep. And other stuff. Yeah. Okay. Other stuff that babies do, they're pretty much helpless. If we had one, we could come lay the baby right here. And the baby's not going to do much right there. Not going to be able to get up, not going to be able to come up here, not going to be able to do it. A wonderful example of one who's powerless, who's helpless, who is dependent upon another. And Jesus, in this moment, says, that is a great picture of the kingdom. That's a great picture of what the, the kingdom of God looks like. One who comes, who's helpless, who's powerless, who is dependent on others. This is how you enter the kingdom. This is how you live into the kingdom. By simply being helpless before me. By, by being powerless before the one who is powerful. By receiving all that a wonderful God has To give us. You receive the kingdom by being like a helpless baby. Now, in the the first century, too, you know, babies didn't even have really the, the, the cute elements like they do today. Matter of fact, babies and young children up to a certain age, they were really seen as a nuisance. I mean, a lot of them are going to die before they're five. It's just the way that it was in the first century, which means they're going to take more than they give in their whole human life. I mean, really, children weren't worth anything in the first century until they could at least pick up a bale of grain and carry it from one place to another, or at least help clean up in the house and clean up around the farm. They were useless. They took and did not give anything until they were able to perform and work. And that, you can go read the first century literature and just see. Well, you know, when, if babies didn't look like they were going to make it, they just threw them in the trash. Because there was only so much to go around. So when Jesus says, look at a baby, and said, that's how you enter the kingdom of God... You, you, you can think of, of those in our culture today that are the most powerless, the most helpless, and even those that are even sort of looked down upon, that are considered even non-entities, like inmates on death row. It's more of that feel that Jesus is saying, let them come to me. Dependent, helpless, Powerless. That's how you enter the kingdom of God. And and notice just how important this was to Jesus. Notice Jesus' response here, that he gets angry with the disciples for how they respond to these children and babies that are coming before him. You know, the disciples are like, don't waste Jesus' time with a non-entity don't waste Jesus' time with, with the, these ones who have nothing to give right now. You know, he, he, he can't handle that. It's not what he needs right now. He's got to focus his time on those who are important. He's got to focus those, his time on those who can give, who, those who are producing. Don't waste his time. And Jesus gets angry, indignant. He says, get out of their way. This is why I'm here. I'm, I'm here to, to give and, uh, to, to these babies and children and anyone and everyone like Him. This is what it means to enter into the kingdom of God. The, the disciples were living in the kingdom of this world, right? This kingdom of this world in terms of you're given value by what you can accomplish, You're given value by what you've attained. You're you're given value by by how much is in your bank account. You're you're given value by the the talents that you have. that's, That's how you're valued. And that is the way of the kingdom of this world. And Jesus is telling them, stop! That is not the way of the kingdom of God. The way of the kingdom of God is saying, you are valued because you are a human being created in the image of God. You are one for whom I have died. And you are the one that the Holy Spirit pursues. And if anything gets in the way, stop. That's the kingdom of God. It's the kingdom of this world that's come to kill, steal, and destroy that says you have value by what you can accomplish. Some of you remember we talked about the cycle of works in the cycle of grace. And it's this world that says the cycle of works. That you, you have your identity by what you're able to accomplish and, and do and attain. And therefore, that gives you value. In the, in, the, the cycle of this, in the cycle of grace, that's the way the kingdom of God. You have your identity, your value from God because you were created in His image, because Jesus died for you, because the Holy Spirit pursues you. That's how you have your value. Your identity is based on Him. And what you accomplish is the result of living into that identity and that value. You know, um, often, uh, it's not that often, but periodically talk to, to folks and will ask about you know, coming to church. And, and it's, you know, it's a failure in my mind for us um, living into the kingdom of God, being a, a people who are living out the kingdom of God. It is a failure for us somehow as part of the church. If anybody ever asks me, well, what do I wear to come to church? That's a failure on our part, because somehow we have communicated that you have to measure up in order to come to church, that there's some dress code in order to come seek Jesus. I think Jesus would tell us, and he told the disciples, get out of the way. It's a failure when anyone comes and says, you know, well, I'm divorced. Can I still come to church? It's a failure if anyone, a couple comes, you know, we're, we're, just, we're still living together. Can I still come to church? Can I still pursue Jesus? It's a failure if they ask me that. It's a failure when someone asks me, well, I'm gay. Can I come to church? It is a failure on our part living into the kingdom of God if anybody asks that because the way of Jesus is clear Every single human being, even those that are viewed as the most worthless, those that take more than they give, and those that may end life and never catch up with what they've been given, each one is given great value in the kingdom of God. And we seek to live out that kingdom of God. That that is why, as part of the church, we seek to be a people who come together of all different types. All different places, rich, poor, black, white, happy, sad, good, and bad. That is what the church needs to look like so that we look like what we pray every time we pray what Jesus told us to pray. That we will live out the will of the Father just as it is in heaven on earth. Living out the kingdom of God. Each one, every human being, then is given inestimable value, an unending affection from the love of our heavenly Father. And we as children simply receive and enjoy it. You know, like a, a child at Christmas time gets that gift, and just enjoys it in that moment. Now, I want to read the rest of the passage um, for you. what, What follows right after this picture? right after Jesus saying we come to God as children helpless powerless the way we enter into the kingdom of God is to receive it because it's a great picture it's a great story of a guy who is there who just doesn't get it he doesn't get it. i mean this this is not the way of the world yeah, this is this is the this is the way of the, the kingdom of God. And this is something that, that we we've been that's why we sang all about it. Every song was about receiving and believing of, of, that God's love for us is so great. I mean, it's probably hard for some of us to say God, to sing God loves me as much as we did. You know, because we just can't get out of the kingdom of this world that has formed us so much into the kingdom of God of God, of recognizing God's love for us. Well, In this, in this next, uh, next part of the passage is a story that uh, many have heard about a rich man that comes before Jesus. It's verse, verse 17, right after the passage that we just read. And he, Jesus, was setting out on a journey, and a man ran up. And knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And and that's sort of the same question. You ask, um, how do I inherit eternal life? It's the same thing as asking, how do I enter into the kingdom? And and, and this guy didn't get it. If I'm Jesus, I'm like calling down, please just get rid of this guy. Lightning bolt, something. He didn't get what I just told him all about this child because he's wondering, what do I have to do? What's the application process? You know, what what are the prereqs for getting in to the kingdom of God? And, as we find out, uh, Jesus sort of plays along with him. Uh, Catch this. Jesus plays along. And this guy's sort of got an agenda here. Uh, Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, teacher, I've kept all these since my youth. Now, if you stop right there, you might think that Jesus is playing right along in the kingdom of this world, saying, well, here are the prereqs. Here's the interview. Have you done this, 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 and this? Actually, Jesus is just setting the hook all right, for the guy and just saying, all right, so you've done all these things. And somehow this guy comes back, must be a really unusual guy, and say, I've been doing that. You know, ever since I was a child, um, I was, was doing that. Um, how he could say that, we don't know, and that's not the issue. But Jesus then sets the hook, and he looks, and this, verse 21, Jesus looks at him, loves him, and he says, you lack one thing. Yeah, you know, I love that. Yeah, you because know, it's like Jesus is treating him like a little baby right there. You know, just sort of tweaking his cheek and saying, oh, aren't you so cute. You know, you, you think, you say, he's got compassion there. I'm ready to throw the guy out. And he's got compassion on him saying, no, you, you don't get it, do you? Let, let me help you. Let me help you get it. Let me help you get what it means to live into the kingdom of God, to enter into the kingdom of God. For it is upside down, inside out, no way like this world in which we live. Jesus looks at him and loves him and says, you lack one thing. Go sell what you own. And give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving. And this is the kicker, right? This is the key point. For he had many possessions. See, he was playing with Jesus according to the world world's rules. According to the ways of the kingdom of this earth. And he thought that there, that was the way the kingdom of heaven worked. That he could bring something. Morality. Resource. Gifts. Abilities. Talent. He thought he could bring something that would somehow or another qualify him for the kingdom. And so Jesus uses him as a perfect example of one who says, no, that's not how you come to the kingdom. The questions you're asking are totally in the wrong ballpark. The way you come to me is to come helpless, empty-handed. Because you got to come empty-handed. If the way that you enter into the kingdom is to receive, well, you know what, if I've got this in my hands... I." I can't receive. You know, you got a cookie you want to give me. What What do I need to do? I, I got to put this down. And then once I, I put this down, and my hands are free, now I'm ready to receive from my heavenly Father. But if I'm coming to Him with the money that's in my bank account and uh, the the talents and gifts uh, that we might have, or anything like that, then. I'm coming in the position of power instead of as one who's humble, powerless, and helpless before Almighty God. You know, money and resources and talents and looks and prowess may get things to happen in the kingdom of this world, but often, and in this story with this guy, And what the disciples can get in the way in the kingdom of God unless they're in the right hands. In the rest of the passage, the disciples say, well, wait a minute, how does this work? I mean, nobody is going to enter into the kingdom of God if this is how it works. To which Jesus says, you're right, and uh, it's impossible in the hands of man, but in God it is possible and it happens. For in God all things are possible. So who can enter, then, this kingdom of God? Anyone and everyone, from the youngest to the oldest, of any capacity and ability, with any amount of gifts and resource, whether how much in this world you give or you take, it doesn't matter. It's simply that you take all that you got and you give it to Jesus. Then your hands are empty. And you can receive that grace and mercy and love that he has for you. This, this is good news. It's really good news. Because, you know, for the rich guy, it's really good news because you know what? Eventually that money's gonna be gone. Eventually the, the talents and the gifts and the abilities that he's got, they, they're gonna dwindle. Eventually the body's going to fail. Eventually the, the mind is going to fail. Eventually the, the looks are gonna fade. It's it's going to go. In any of that stuff of this world we place our value in, it's gone. But in Jesus, it doesn't matter. We've given all that to Him. It's in His hands. The stuff that can get in the way between you and entering into the kingdom of God, let it go. Give it to Him. And maybe some of you here have broken through some of the walls that we put up as the church about somehow it's requiring a certain level of morality or a certain amount of gifts or talents or a certain background of any kind. And you're, you're in here saying, you don't know. I don't have anything anywhere but a big hot mess of a life. Great. You qualify too. Do the same thing with that. Give it to Jesus. Give it to Him. So that your hands then are freed. Because when push comes to shove at the foot of the cross, that is where all of us are equal. We are all really broken sinners. We are all helpless and powerless before an almighty, holy, pure God. It's just that some of us we, we sin more quietly. Or we're broken in ways that are culturally acceptable. And others aren't. In the eyes of God, there is no difference. And we enter into the kingdom of God the same. Like a helpless, powerless baby. Bringing all that we are. Giving it to Him. And then receiving His love, His grace, His power, His beauty. For each of us are created by God. Each of us have been died for by God the Son, Jesus the Christ. Each of us are pursued by God the Holy Spirit. Receive. Receive the love of God. Now what uh, I'm going to do now is just reread what Janet shared with us at the the beginning as she was sharing about her experience this week um, with the love experiment that came from the small group in a letter that she wrote to a friend. And this is what she included in that letter. Just the scriptures that tell us how God the Father loves us. That our, our Heavenly Daddy Loves us. Hear these again. Our Heavenly Father loves us. Loves you. Loves me. For He made us in His own image. God is is our provider. Promises to meet all of our needs. These plans... For us, for you, and for me, as plans for a future that are always filled with hope. That He loves us with an everlasting love. That our Heavenly Father is able to do more for us than we can possibly think or imagine. Our dad, our Abba, Father, is our greatest encourager. A father that comforts you in times of trouble. And when you are brokenhearted, he promises never to leave or forsake you, to be close to you. And as a shepherd carries a lamb, he carries you Close to his heart. And a day will come when his work is finished and he will wipe away every tear from our eyes and will take away all pain and suffering. Let's pray. Gracious God, continue to help us receive from you, to receive your wondrous grace and love and beauty, your mercy, your affection for us. Help us continue to marinate in the truth of your word and the reality of your kingdom. That we belong to you. Find our identity, our very value in you. That we come in this moment and continue to practice receiving and simply coming before you with with nothing in our hands, giving all that we are unto you. And Lord, we look forward to that day when indeed you will erase uh, Tears, wipe them away, and pain and sickness will be gone. Until that day, we continue to lift up one another unto you. We pray for those in our midst in in need of your healing touch. Bring to mind now, Lord, those that we offer before you who who have some kind of blockage to receiving your love. Lord, we, we, we want them to know you, and we know you want it even more than we do. We bring before you those who are um, in need of your physical healing. Continue to pray for Ann Clipper as she uh, recovers from recent surgery at, at Christ Hospital. We lift up Sandy Gosling and Becky Warren and Sue Baker who have been released but still resting and recovering in their home. We pray for uh, Barbara Houston as she uh, goes in for a uh, procedure this evening pray your hand peace and comfort upon her. And Lord, we pray for the family and friends and for each of us uh, in the death of Geraldine Cook. Jerry died on on Thursday. Lord, we uh, pray for all who know and loved her experience the power of your love, that sure and certain hope of the resurrection from the dead in Jesus Christ. And Lord, for others just in in need of your healing and your healing hand. Elizabeth Snyder, Paul Verhagen, Evelyn White. And Lord, we come before you in one voice, seeking, seeking you as you call us to, as you command us to praying the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, wanting to be a sign and a symbol, an outpost to the work of your kingdom in this world. Hear not just the words that we say, but the cries of our heart as we pray the prayer together that Jesus has given us as our model prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Now let's continue to worship God as, as we give, not only what fits in the plate, but we give it all into the plate. Uh, as, a, a, as an infant, as a baby, that we, we give all that we got so that we might be, as an infant and a baby, empty-handed, receiving from God all that He has for us. Let us worship God as we give and receive and let the, the words of these song, this song continue to flow and wash over us.